On this episode of Strictly Grizzness, we cover the major moves in Memphis. We cover a little bit of this crazy free agency, and we just kind of listen to Austin talk too. So, all that and more on Strictly Grizzness. Doug here from Doug's Drugs and Adult Diapers. We've got you covered from the Monday muds to the Sunday stains. We've got expert technicians here that could fit any size or shape that your bottom requires. And now, we're the new official adult diaper of Strictly Christmas. <laughs> Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast providers. First team all defense. First team all defense. Valanciunas, a spin and a make. Welcome back to another episode of Strictly Grizzness. I'm one of your hosts, Mo Itam, alongside the other hosts, malaria researcher, Henry Malvizi, full-time philanthropist, Austin White, and part-time teacher, Kyle Cohane. Hey, everybody. Teaching right. them kids. How Things was it? Stuff. How, how, uh, Kyle, you're back from your adventure in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> how was rescuing children from malaria? I give a bunch else. of money to that. It was so. something else. It, it, there's no other feeling like. Rumor that. has it you didn't get the the vaccines before you went either. I mean, you just went raw dog on that. Yeah. It, you got to do what you got to do. Bit different. Heard yeah, a storm hit you. Two storms, yeah. Like 50 mile an hour winds. Took my tent. I was in it. God. A lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of shit happened while you were gone with the Grizz. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot. We did an episode without you, and we did, you're our sound guy, so you got to understand, it took us... Yeah, do you understand the editing... Pro- well, you probably do, but do you understand the editing process for people that don't process. normally do it? <laughs> we were here until well, 1 a.m., man. Well, now you know how I feel. I mean, you, you just have, make it look you easy. have expertise in this area, so I don't know how you feel. You, but, got, a, you got a glimpse into my life. I don't want to be... Uh, Ooh, your life God. sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I took your shoes off, and I put them back in your room. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take a walk in his shoes. Boom! <laughs> 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 All right, let's get. I thought you were about to say I took a shit in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, upper decker. What's the first thing we're going to talk about? Actually, I already know what the first thing we're going to talk about is Parsons. Who? Yeah, he gone. Long time coming. I got to tell you Dude. what. Oh, Chandler Parsons being traded was Christmas come early. I mean, I woke up that morning and <laughs> saw that Christmas, tweet. Everybody, I saw that tweet and I go, "Praise the Lord! The great white hope that was awful <laughs> is gone." But all of us are celebrating. We were making drinks. We were doing shots. We were celebrating our Chandler Parsons Independence Day, <laughs> as Jeff Calkins wonderfully wrote in his article, "Chandler Parsons Independence Day." I thought it was personally the best article he ever wrote. I thought it was great timing on the front office. They waited till the long weekend, then they announced, oh, by the way, before you go out and get, you know, just hammered. Hammered. <laughs> Chandler Parsons is gone. Oh, like, there, was, yeah. there was no before after that. That that insinuated the celebration. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. We got old Solomon Hill and Miles Plumley. You know what? They both can play basketball. Unlike Chandler Parsons, he can't play basketball. He goes out there, runs, what, two minutes, and then he's on the – 
On the bench. Got ice in his knees. <sighs> Gotta get the ice. How out. much ice have we? How much water has yeah, been wasted on that guy's knees? Yeah. You know what? Water. The environment. What? What is? What is his footprint on the environment? That's, for all the that's ice what I'm saying. On the bench. <laughs> Godspeed, Atlanta. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with that. Hey, you know what? There's a lot more nightclubs there, though. Think about it. What is that? The cheetah? Uh, what was that one? Like a year. Is that yeah, a big, I, I, big don't, time. I don't remember. It was it was Buckhead. It was late. Yeah, I see. I, Old Miss had beat Boise him, State. It was a, it was it a was wild a night. Good one. I give him like a year before he's like attempting to be an analyst or like an announcer or some garbage like that. The next Tim Tebow. So he's out of the league for <laughs> Dude, Tebow, Do not dare compare him to Tim Tebow. Dude, he had a longer pro career than Tim Tebow. That's not the point. Tim Tebow's a good guy. Dude, at least Tim Tebow yeah. didn't like get okay. hurt. Like Tim Tebow yeah. actually would be he, able to play. He just sucked. And he's a really yeah. good person. Chandler Parsons is a horrible person. Yeah, Chandler Parsons is a douchebag. He stole. He stole it. You don't say that. All the money from Tim Memphis. Tebow. Hey, he took some girls to Ibiza and threw them a party. He's a good been guy. Blake Griffin, With Blake man. Griffin, two of the shittiest players <laughs> in the NBA. Two bum-knee fucks. <laughs> two <of the> shittiest <laughs> bum-knee jerkwads <laughs> in the NBA. Twerking on a boat. I'm surprised Chandler Parsons didn't go to Detroit. That's oh, water therapy, Henry. For their knees. Yeah. Who, uh, Zero gravity. We lost DeLon Wright. Shit. We lost DeLon Wright to Dallas. Yeah. We got two uh, second rounders out of it, though. Got yeah, it was, those. That was a good sign and trade deal. I mean, to be honest, look, they signed it for, what, $29 million? Yeah, um, there's it, three it, years, $29 million. That's why we got those two second round picks, because if the Grizzlies kept him, it's probably a $36 million deal. Yeah. Well, they got the two two second round picks that they traded last year for stupid ass Justin Holiday. So we got that done. The Climbinator making moves, man. Absolutely. I, I'm just saying, Delon Wright would have been. I think he's overpaid at 29 million. Yeah, and he's what 29. He's a little like I don't want. He's not old, but I mean, he's like 28, 29, maybe even 30 years old. And after those three years, yeah, he's, he's 27. He's, yeah, he'll be 30 yeah. after the after those three years. And then with all the young guys that we have, you know, instead we got. Tyus Jones, who after his three-year contract is going to be what? Yeah, he's twenty-three. He's yeah, be twenty-six. So yeah. you could, and, you, and he's a national champion. You could dude. keep him on another contract after he's done with this three-year contract that he just signed, and with all the young guys, be looking at a good nucleus. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm much happier with that, and you get to use the trade exemption money on him. Oh yeah. So you're actually paying less than you would have been. I mean, even though you're technically still paying less, you would have been paying even less. Uh, mm-hmm. where, whereas DeLon Wright, you would have significantly overpaid, in my opinion, for him to keep him here. 100%. Where we are right now, it's just not. Yeah, I mean, he feels. It's he, inconsequential. He filled the shoes yeah. they needed to at the end of last season. Yeah, yeah. no, he did great. Yeah. He's coming off a breakout season. So, I mean, good for him. I'm glad he got paid. I'm just glad we weren't the ones doing it. We uh, traded Kyle Corver and Javon Carter to the Suns. Good. Moment of silence for Javon Carter. I was, liked him. Was, yeah, I mean, Javon Carter's a good guy. All right. Moment of silence for Javon Carter. But right, he can't play basketball. <laughs> he, he was a good 3 and D guard, but, I mean, he just couldn't shoot in the NBA. Yeah. That was his problem. That's, that's the thing. If yeah. you're going to be a 3 and D, <laughs> yeah. you got to have that in, 3. In the G League, he was a good 3 and D guard. In the NBA, not so much. But, you only uh, had the D. But you know what? I'll give it to him. He, he always gave 110% on the court, and you knew he was trying. And so he, he's a good guy. I wish him the best in, uh, in Phoenix. Um, hopefully he'll have a good time passing the ball to Devin Booker. Um other than that, I don't know how much time on the court he's going to be seeing. So yeah, well, if he does, it's pass the ball to Devin Booker, yeah, which is, if, which if is he, the he, Phoenix strategy. If he makes it there, yeah. 
That is kind of weird, though, Kyle Korver, though. I mean, we got him from the Jazz. I thought he would be going to some type of contender, but instead we ship him off. The Suns like, yeah, Maybe we'll take him. Yeah. Bring him on down. Well, well, they, they, uh, they, they cut him. They oh, they've already cut him? Yeah, they okay. already cut him. Well, there you go. That makes Man, sense. Think about they, Kyle Korver. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, one, I'm like the oldest player yeah. in the league. Like, I'm, I'm done. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he's, dude, he got traded to the Grizzlies. He's like, all right, well, it's not too bad. And then he got traded to Phoenix. It's like, all right, well, this is the end of my career. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe I, guess we'll get, I know um, what the NBA is trying to do. Maybe we'll get the good Josh Jackson out, like the, the actual number four pick Josh Jackson. Yeah, of what we got DeAnthony Melton as well. Excuse me. Uh, and we got a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 conditional uh, draft pick. But, you know, Josh Jackson, the ceiling is very high on him. It, it's really – been about him keeping his personal life together. He's had a lot of baggage. Uh, you know, we're not going to trash the guy here and get into all of that. Uh, we're merely going to look at an optimistic level at him and say that if he can come in with his group of young guys and be around some quality leaders, which we have, we've got some very characteristically quality guys that have good moral character and a sound foundation. John Morant's that kind of guy. Jared Jackson's that kind of guy. Jonas Valanciunas that kind of guy. Hopefully, this team, a young team around his age, can help him reach his potential. And that's what I'm really hoping. Because Josh Jackson has got a very high ceiling. This could be a big steal for us if he can get his shit together. If not, see it. Wouldn't want to be it. Yeah, I think that whole morality and uh, maturity thing you're talking about is just Conley's footprint that he left here. I definitely think that's a setup, but I think you have to have guys of that quality to come in and follow in that footstep. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so that's what I'm saying is that these guys are people that have exemplified this through their college and their limited NBA career, not for John Moran, but the others that I've listed. And if they can continue along that, you know, you are the company in which you keep. Josh Jackson being around these guys every day, practicing with them, spending time with them socially playing with them in games going forward, I, I think it can rub off in a positive way. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, fingers crossed. Looking forward to the Ja, Jay, Jaron, Josh, and Jonas <laughs> lineup. <laughs> yeah. The five Js. This has been a running joke around NBA Twitter. Is that, uh, how many more J starting names can the Grizzlies accrue? The J squad. The J squad, yeah. Sounds awful. J squad. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. There, all those guys, are, there's a lot of big guys. The you Grizzlies. Can't really, <laughs> can't really play like Jay Crowder and like Josh Jackson. They're kind of like the same like player. Yeah. It's a, it's a big lineup. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of Giannis Valanciunas, we re-signed him. Yeah. Told now, you. I, I was vocally against this yep. uh, for you were. a multitude of reasons, Yep. Including, it, yeah. including stunning the growth of a foundational core player of ours in Jaron Jackson. You know, the more I think about it, I still stand by what I said, that I think it could risk stunning the growth. However, I do like the way the Grizzlies formulated the contract. It's only a three-year, not a four-year, which is great for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, the, the front office got away with that one. They really did. That was a great deal for them. And it's a declining deal. He's starting out at $16 million, going to 15 year two, and then 14 on year three. So that makes that contract a lot easier to move in year three. In a, in a trade, and I, I think that's a great way to structure it. Uh, also, it's going to keep some minutes and some of the bruises off of Jaron Jackson's body. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't, I don't necessarily see it as it like stunting him because 
if he would have if he wouldn't have been hurt last year and he actually played his whole first season and like got a feel for it and stuff like that, it'd be one thing to kind of throw him into the fire without marking everybody like that. But I think he needs somebody else that is just a bigger bump and grind guy than he is to kind of get the pressure off him a little bit so he can really develop. Well, my argument wasn't day one that that was you know he was going to be thrust into the five, but my point is is that his natural position is the five. Yeah, and so if you look at him. He's put on some serious muscle mass during yeah. the offseason, and he's only going to get bigger. I mean, he's still 19 years old. He's not even 20 yet. Mm. The point is is that it's a position for him to grow into, and so I think year one here with Jonas on the re-signed deal is a good thing. Hey, real quick, can I say something real quick? Go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I told you so. <laughs> There's no I told you so. It was, it was a, I admitted no, that a, it was a common so. knowledge thing. Most people agreed that he was going to be re-signed. I even said he was probably going to be re-signed. I just didn't agree with it. Can we rewind to the last episode? Go and rewind. <laughs> I said the same thing I just said now. I mean, it was yeah, it was yeah, a consensus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a consensus that he was most likely to be resigned. It's not like the the Grizzlies front office. It's not like Zach Kleiman is tuning in strictly Grizzlies. Go, oh, what's Austin saying? What up, Zach? Like, it, bullshit. You never know, Zach. That would be wonderful. But you, the point is, I don't anticipate him taking my unique take and running with it. There was only one other podcast in Memphis that had anything to say relative to what I was saying about Jonas. It was not a popular take, and that's fine. Dude, Austin's getting mad at me right now. <laughs> I'm not mad at all. I'm, I'm merely stipulating what You're I said. You're yelling at me. I'm looking at you while I talk. Loudly. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta talk loudly. You're looking at me loudly. I don't like it. Yeah. But don't seriously, don't leave Zach. Don't me dead eyes. But seriously, Zach Kleiman. Anytime you want to come on the podcast, come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, open invitation, my friend. And it's not just restricted to Zach Kleiman. Anyone from the Grizzlies, if you'd like to come on the podcast, you can welcome yeah. anytime. Yes, <laughs> yes, resoundingly yes. Well, anyway, happened? so I, look, I I think the Jonas thing year one is fine. I, I worry about it going through year two and maybe year three if he's not gone in year three, because we really do need Jaron to eventually play the five. And it's tough when you have both of them on the court, which at some times you're going to have. Oh, yeah. It is tough for Jaron not to grow more into that role in the five because that is his ultimate position. Unless for some reason out of his camp, I you know, there have been rumors around that out of his camp he prefers to play the four. I can kind of see that. And if that's the way it's going to be, that's one thing. But his natural position is going to be the five. That's all I'm getting at. And so if you're, you're, you're taking minutes away from a guy – in a season that doesn't matter, a season that he can log as many minutes as possible. Now, I don't want him to take a beating on his body, but the point I'm getting at is that the minutes are there to take right now because they're for nothing. Is it his natural position if he doesn't feel like it's his position? I, that was the caveat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if, if, he, if he and his camp believe he more so wants to play the four, that's one thing, and the Grizzlies can deal with that and they can figure that out going forward. All natural. Mm-hmm. Oh, natural. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, in more Grizzlies news, Andre, who gives a shit, <laughs> got traded to the Grizzlies from Golden State. He, he, he got first round pick. Yeah, he's a little pissed Probably off at. The you know, pissed, stupid, right here. dude. He's pissed off at Memphis because Memphis won't trade him right now. Dude, be pissed We're off at Golden State. Partner. You know, don't be pissed off at Memphis. Memphis doesn't owe you shit. I've heard this so Man. many times on the radio and on Twitter, but it's like, yeah, we don't, we don't owe him shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, dude, he's under contract, dude. He's just, our, he's yeah, our just player. Cause, just because you're, just because you came from Golden State, does not mean you get treated any differently than anybody else. Yeah, like that's one thing I can't stand he, about that team. He wants to leave, and uh, and you know Memphis is like, quote unquote, 
holding him hostage, basically. <laughs> you know, they're, they're waiting for that first-round pick, I guess is what I heard. Well, yeah. he's complaining because he wants a straight-up buyout. Yeah. And it's stupid for the Grizzlies to buy this him is, out. They're not is, going to. This is business, yeah, buddy, yeah, and you're dude. an asset. Like, yeah. That's the way this works. Like, you better yeah, look, I'm sorry the traded, team that promised they wouldn't trade you. Sorry team. Won. Traded you. Yeah. That, that, that isn't our fault. Yeah. It's not our fault that we stepped to the plate and ate your contract. There's plenty of time till the till the regular season. I, I think he'll be I, he'll look, be. Developed. I believe he's. I, going. I have a feeling he's. I, going I, to I have no greater feeling than the fact oh, that yeah. he will not ever. But I do. I do agree with you, Mo. He will never wear a Grizzlies uniform. I do now. agree with you, Mo, that people are freaking blowing it out of proportion about him being like all sad and stuff. Like, dude, you're I, an I, NBA I, player. You're a 33, 34 year old NBA player. You need to like just put on your big boy pants and you'll be gone. You'll be gone here shortly. But yeah. give time. I mean, shit. It's offseason. What? You're not doing anything anyway. You're not playing in summer league. Like he's gonna get sent to the Flint, Michigan tropics. But no, I totally agree. He'll definitely you're, be drinking Gatorade over there. You're a you're a 35 year old veteran, Finals MVP that you didn't deserve in the first place. But he has it. Uh, shut up. You need to shut up. It's not our fault that the team that you have all your allegiances to that swore they were not going to deal you dealt you. Get mad at them. Yeah, just quit your bitching. Stop crying. Yeah, go go it's complain. The, the go complain. What happens? Go complain to Golden State. Don't but, complain here, dude. We've been dealing with Chandler Parsons for fucking two years, man. Like this this is small potatoes right here. Iguodala yeah. is small potatoes compared to Chandler. It can't move Parsons. It's kind of funny though that if you look at last year's Grizzlies, like our biggest problem was the Chandler Parsons contract, and then right now one of our biggest problems is just a pissed off Andre Iguodala. Like you wouldn't have expected that last year, you know. We'd be dealing with with Andre Iguodala. No, that was a shock. Yeah. It was a total shock. And and what shocked me the most were some of the Grizzlies fans that go, "Well, we shouldn't trade him. He's a great asset for the locker room." Blah blah blah. It's like the guy doesn't want to be here. Yeah, are you kidding me? Why are you not moving him? Why do you think it's better to keep him on an expiring deal, eating up seventeen point two million dollars? Instead of moving him for a future asset, we he, can use to try to trade for a big player to go alongside John Jaron. Yeah. and maybe Brandon here. Clark yeah. in the future. If you don't want to be here, he's not going to perform. Like you can lead a horse to well, water. Well, I, I, I disagree in the sense that he's a professional. <laughs> if he was on the roster, I think he's going to play his role. I, I, I do. Don't I don't think. I don't think he's going to be a spoiled brat at 35 years old. I think he's going to be a spoiled brat in the offseason. But if he ends up taking the court for the Grizzlies, I think he'll be a professional. I'm going to give him that kind of credit. But the point is, is that we don't need him there. Yeah. We don't need him. It's a throwaway season for the most part. It's a development season in my in what I'm saying. We don't need a 35 year old former MVP veteran on the court. We we need all our guys getting as many minutes as they can, the young guys, and learning to play together. We don't need this distraction. So let's move him out, get an asset for him ahead of time, make us happy, make him happy. Speaking of distractions, we also got Dwight Howard. No oh, God! Watch out! Who, who will also never touch the court or yeah. anything else? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, they've already said they they intend to, to trade him or cut him. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's not. So you just yeah, that was good. It was a good time for old CJ Miles, Mo. I'm sorry he's gone. Yeah, he's your guy. Yeah. Hey man, we still got and do and Javon Carter. That was hot, man. He's gone too. That sucks. Well, hey, but. On the Iguodala trade, I, I don't know how much we touched on this, but the first round pick we got for taking him was a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we gave up Washburn for him. That's just a G League player. I mean, it's no loss to us. 
and we got a first round pick. We we got a first round uh, 2024 one through four protected, 2025 number one protected, and an unprotected in 2026. Nice. And looking at the future of the Warriors, yeah. Now when we got that pick, it was a little more uncertain than it is now. But you're looking at you know Clay Thompson that was just resigned with an ACL tear. He's not even going to play till the end of March, early April. You've got Steph Curry, who is getting older, and you've got now D'Angelo Russell that has come in there, yeah. and no one knows what's going on with that. No. Yeah, no, it, to be optimistic, this could, it could be it could a good be pick. A pretty good pick. It really it, could. It, the Warriors, as far as top dog in the West, is over. How do you think D'Angelo um, and Curry are going to interact? We don't know. Yeah, I know. That's going to be the fun thing to watch. I mean, that that's the topic of discussion for real. I mean, we, we just don't know. I see that being explosive. There's only one basketball on the court. Hey, didn't uh, I saw something about the Grizzlies now have like the most picks over the next five years at any team? I don't know. I would. Think, I think Pelican dude. Uh, the Pelicans got a bunch of. They got a bunch of picks in that. Um, dude, uh, OKC's trades. got a bunch yeah, of picks, man. Oh, yeah, that was record breaking right there. That was nuts, dude. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get to there. We'll get to well, that. Point. Say, yeah, we're we're of coming to overall free agency, but we have to wait just a little longer. We're still kind of episode. Do you think this is? I mean, what else do the Grizzlies do? What about Tyus Jones? Well, like we said earlier he's a young guy, twenty three years old, and you know another Dookie. Uh, what he's a cha- he's a national champion, so that, that, that's a good thing. And he yeah, I will always take a champion. Yeah, I will too. Um, Three-year deal. He'll be, like I said, 26 at the end of it. So this might be, you know, the beginning of a nice little long, you know, future tenure with the Grizzlies maybe. Especially with all the young pieces that we have with Ja, Jaron. They're all, you know, around the same age. Yeah. Except for Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Mo, to uh, to touch on what you said, the Grizzlies now lead the NBA in draft picks over the next five years with 271. 271 draft picks. Jesus. There were people telling me that wasn't possible. 271? 271 reported by yeah. John Martin off the Jason John show. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just stacking them up. I mean, what, what this front office has done. I was just about to say, it's just that new I mean, front I'm just office. blown away. Yeah. And we haven't really touched on that as a whole, how we kind of feel about all of these moves the front office has made. But, I mean, it has just been – Shocker after shocker in the most positive of ways, at least from my perspective. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's something completely different. And it looks like basketball in Memphis is going to change in general. Well, you went from, you know, Frosty the Snowman Wallace to now <laughs> Zach Kleiman that is completely re-engineered the yeah. way the front office operates. That young and thinking. You show me another front office that can trade a player like Mike Conley meant to Memphis and Memphis be okay with it, you know? Like when Mike Conley got traded, everybody in Memphis is just like, "Good for Mike Conley." Like he went to the Jazz, like yeah. he can compete now. And well, and but like, I agree. You know, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if Chris Walls tried to trade Mike Conley, he could have went to like the Lakers with LeBron and people were like, "Dude, this better work." Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, and he would have picked Bowl Bowl in the draft, and we'd be yeah. we'd be with legs. that we, instead of Brandon Clark in the first fucking Taco round. Taco Fall, not again, not again. Yeah. And then Taco Fall in the second. <laughs> Follow it up there, back to back picks of seven footers. Picked up Brandon McGee from <laughs> I don't know some Hold random down. little school in the Delta. How's your number two pick? Well, he we played high school basketball. He's tall. Played he, a lot. He's of from a cold climate. 
Who's this? Speculation. No, we're just saying that's oh, okay. what Chris Wallace would do with the second pick. Well, Summer regardless, I, I'm very excited about the future moving forward with this front office. They they seem to uniformly, every every decision they've made seems to coincide with what they're building towards as a whole, and that's a stark contrast to what we've seen with the past front office with Chris Wallace heading it up. Now, everyone can debate whether or not Chris Wallace is really calling the shots the last year or two of his tenure there. However... The theme stayed the same. I think it was after that Justin Holiday yeah, for two second-round yeah, picks, the, he was like calling said, the, the shots. The theme stayed the same. It was this, oh, we're not really going for it, but oh, we're going to see where we are. Oh, we're going for it now. All this BS. Now we've got a unified, united front moving forward with this new front office, and they've got a true vision for the franchise. The coaching hire says that. All the moves they've made have said that. We look good. We're excited. Memphis has never been more excited moving forward, and, and to think that everyone debated, could Memphis, the fan base, handle a rebuild? And not only are we handling it, we're excited about it. This is monumental for the all, city of Memphis and the franchise. All because of a little luck, man. If it wasn't for the luck and getting that number two pick, I, no, he, I, he I would agree. still be down I agree. The I agree. Yeah. Well, we had Jaron. We had Jaron, and, and they could yeah. have made these moves, and we still would have been excited about it, but hell yeah, John Morant makes a hell of a difference. Sure. It gave Especially. us the freedom as well to trade Conley and not feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. We had some luck go our way, but you know what? It's about damn time. Yeah, we've had enough mm-hmm. bad luck come our way. Every dog has his day. Well, Grizzlies are kind of following their same footsteps as last year. Summer league kind of busting ass right at the beginning. Three and one, baby. Yeah, getting yeah. summer league. Three and but... one got got blown out by the Celtics on Thursday night. Then you know, beat like 30 them. points and then beat them in the first very round of the Summer day. League Tournament yesterday. Yeah, very nice. The big man, Taylor Jenkins, bro. Exactly. Exactly. I want to make a point. This is a very small sample size, but it shows that Taylor Jenkins has the ability to adapt. Because you get blown out by a team that out, outweighs and outpaces you. And you come back two days later. Less than two days, technically. It's really about 36 hours. And you beat them. I'm nope. just saying. Now we just got to see if he can rein uh, Grayson Allen in a little bit. And yeah. I like him coaching in those shorts. Force him to grow up a little. I, I, I do like him just coaching summer league in general. I getting to know the, cool. Getting to know the players. I mean, even though there's only going to be like two that are on the team, like, you know, big team. All the other guys maybe get called up, G League. Um, but I, I just like him getting out there. And especially, too, like John Morant. It's really cool seeing John and Jaron out on the yeah. court together, like celebrating with all the guys. I just really cool. Never seen that with any of the Grizzlies of the past, really. Maybe because we've never really had young studs like that up, you know, all 19 years old, like coming. Exactly. They're all like, you know. Dude, they have an opportunity to make this their team. You know, imagine yeah. when you were 19 years old and it's like, hey, we're going to pair you up with this 19 year old and a couple of these like lower 20 year olds. And we're gonna give you an NBA team. You can do you you if you want to be good. That's up to you. Like you know, like we want you to change it. Yeah, we want you to make it a new era of basketball in this city. Building leaders, and they're taking that response. They're taking it on, man. They're re- you can tell just by all these videos of them two together. You can tell mm-hmm. they're and it's the perfect storm. You not only have this mentality with the young guys, but you've got the whole city behind them. Yeah, and they feel that. Indeed. That's why these young guys are, are buying in right now because they know, hey, we're not going out and competing for, even for a playoff spot right now. We're going out and getting to know each other. We're going out and getting experience on the court, playing against big guys in the real NBA, in the league. But we're building towards something. 
The well, franchise is building towards supporting us in the near future once we are maturing to a rate to where we are able to compete. Not only yeah, – yeah, you can say what you want, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Not only that, but then they have the cash flow to support putting another guy around us. I'm telling you, it is it is a perfect storm. Well, now it's for about the city of Memphis. It's about basketball now. It's not about chasing a ring or trying to prove anything to anyone. It's just about basketball and the love of the game and just playing it. Exactly, and it all ties back in to the mentality of the front office. And everyone knows that hey, we're on a unified front. We're going for it. We have the pieces in place, and we have the money, and we have the assets to trade for and sign a player. That are gonna that's gonna aid that mission. Yeah. Let's get back to that summer league though. So, in that loss against the Celtics, Grayson Allen. Yeah. Uh, he he does. Plays, you're gonna have man. A, you're gonna have a huge spotlight on him do if he does something. What yeah, do you think he does. I know it's it. It is kind of one of those what do you expect things. Oh, but it's like why? Well, to be honest, I expected you to grow up a little bit. Like people are gonna try to work their way in on you and like try to force their leg underneath yours and try to get you off balance, but you can't sit there and throw the dude to the ground like a <laughs> pissed off kid in the cereal aisle. Like, come on, man. Well, there, there's one thing. There's a big difference between being a physical player, which Memphis has had their share of. Absolutely. Yeah. There's another thing, being a player that hangs on the perimeter and shoots jump shots and then tries to take a cheap shot at a guy He's because dirty. you get a little butt hurt that someone sets a hard screen against you. It's embarrassing. It's not Memphis basketball. It's not, and it never will be. And he needs to get that through his head immediately. Otherwise, if he's pulling that shit during the regular season, trade him or yeah, cut his get, ass get and make an example of him. Because he's yeah. not the kind of player to where you can't cut him. You can cut him. Get that mentality out it's, of his it's, head. It's cancerous to the locker room, and it shouldn't be tolerated. It I, mean, was, I was embarrassed watching that game Thursday night. Yeah, seriously. I was embarrassed. It's like, like throwing a dude to the floor and then – a few plays later, come back down and smack the dude on the top. And, of and he like, sets seriously? a perfectly technically sound screen against you, uh-huh. and you get pissed about it, and then you go and smack him as hard as you can in the back of the head on a layup. Didn't the uh, <laughs> announcers for that game go yeah, in on they him? Went in on him. They were saying at one point they're like, "Always someone else's fault." Never poor Grayson, but I mean, he's not really wrong because the whole time he's sitting there bitching and blaming on other people about the screen and stuff, and it's like you got to get past that. Like, you can't do that. It is Summer League, though. Yeah, and it is Dan Dockage, too. Yeah. And it is, what, Grant Williams, like, Tennessee Vol. Like, go, yeah. go fuck himself. Flopper. Pardon my French. Flopper. I can't stand yeah. him, dude. He no, he, he did. He, he's he has, a, his, he's a he has his history of flopping. He does. Do you have that clip? Yeah. So, flagrant one on Grayson Allen for unnecessary contact. It's everybody else's fault. It's never poor Grayson's. Allen swung at Williams, who's going back at him now. And that happened early, and Williams is right. Yeah, Williams, Williams is, is absolutely right. right. That yeah. happened earlier, yeah. and Allen's going to do that. But I've watched this. Williams set a legitimate back screen on Grayson Allen, and Grayson Allen responded, and I'm interested to see the replay because he did take a swing at Grant Williams. Uh, get him out of the game. I mean, it's, it's absurd. I'm telling you, get, this we didn't see the whole thing. It started from a back screen. Just get him out of this game now. I mean, this is a really, really poor showing at Summer League for Grayson Allen. Oh, that's ridiculous. Right. Now this is the... Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Now this is your rant. 
Austin's, uh, Austin Henry got some things to say on old good old Dockage. Yeah, old Dan Dockage, you know, he's always got to get a, get himself in there. Big Ten basketball, dude, he, <laughs> he is – all he can think about is back in his college days. Like, dude, he's – he coached one time, one year in big big league basketball, and he was fired, and he still can't get over it. Yet now he's, you know, he he takes every chance he gets to fucking take a shot at Memphis. That's all I know. Well, he's he's big swinging dick calling summer league games, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and and saying and saying Bruno Caboclo, oh he played the last good five minutes in that game yesterday. He he earned himself a starting job today. Yeah, he was yeah, starting yeah. the whole Dude, third this, last this genius, third of the season. this genius. Freaking this Dan savant Dockage. of basketball Great. doesn't even realize that Bruno Caboclo started basically half a season for the Grizzlies this past year. I mean, Dude, he's an idiot. He doesn't pay attention to NBA basketball. He's well, it's just ridiculous. he's an idiot. Go back to Indiana. He's a Memphis hater. That's what he is. He, he look. He's a big tubby guy. He said we did tubby wrong. He wants to hate on the Penny Hardaway hire. Oh, I thought you were saying he's a big fat guy. Yeah, he's like six five, two hundred something. He's just a big. Fuck. No, he's just a big dude. No, no, he's, he, he's he isn't overweight. He's just yeah, a big, 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 no, 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 Tubby, tubby Smith. Smith. Yeah, no. exactly. To the basketball coach. No, 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 no. He's a big Tubby Smith. That backer. joke right over y'all's head. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Excuse. We're we're so caught up in the anger of this guy just <laughs> shitting on Memphis for years. That's Tell, all he does. I mean, he came on Jason and John show on ninety two nine, and tell, all he did was shit on the University of Memphis. Tell us how you really feel. I'm telling you. He's a dick. Dan Dickich. I raised my voice an octave. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you how I feel. Just group him in there with Reggie Miller. He listens to yeah. freaking Nickelback, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this guy's like, look at this photograph of me and Tubby in the back. <laughs> Dude, this guy's an I asshole. once played basketball against Michael Jordan, man. I know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm, I'm credible. He's like the Uncle Randy of basketball. He's like, I can throw basketball over the mountains. This over guy's like yeah. the drunk uncle of basketball, dude. <laughs> Uncle Rico. Uncle, Uncle Rico, Rico man. That's it. Yeah. I could shoot a three over the mountains right Watch there. Watch the spiral. <laughs> Perfect. We would have won state if Coach put me in. <laughs> Perfect. You know what? I want to see him in like LeVar Ball go one on one or something. <laughs> That'd be well, good. Be like man. The lesser of two evils, only one prevails. Yeah. The ESPN never bends tournament. Oh, God. Up first, we have Uncle Rico in this corner. Having said all of this about Dan Dockage because he's a dick, uh, Grayson Allen deserved the, the to kind of be yelled at about what he did. And I, I really, More I hope, I hope, I hope Taylor Jenkins, I hope his teammates, I hope everybody yeah. talked to him in the locker room about it. I, I guarantee, someone I guarantee, did. yeah, I guarantee it. I mean, the way he's acting, if it was, if it was regular season, this would be a whole other issue. But I agree, it's, 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 it's summer league. I agree, but I mean, league. he's amounted four technicals, two flagrant ones. That's a technical in four, foul. In four games. I mean. Now, now the fifth game being the the rematch against Boston on Saturday, which he acted fine. He didn't do anything. So, like I said, I that that's what leads me to believe somebody got in his ear. And the way time. the way he's been acting, it's just like, boy, go outside, find me a switch. Like, get out of here, man! <laughs> Shut the hell up. I can, just, my belt. I, can, I can just see Taylor Jenkins. Damn it! <laughs> Bending over the knee. <laughs> well, part of this mentality manifests from. The fact that he played for Duke and he was consistently excused for his yeah. behavior. I mean, I, I cannot remember a player in recent years that has been excused so frequently. Or a player that's been I mean, that he, he tripped guys multiple yeah. times, blatantly Yeah, tripped not even trying to hide it. Hitting yeah. people in the nuts, too. Smacking like, people in the back of the hey, head. Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond, Green Draymond Green's a king of that, man. Oh, yeah. He loves smacking people, people in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was going down for my shot. Are you that feet don't go that way when you <laughs> I had an itch on the back of my thigh. <laughs> Whoops. So you felt that when in mid shot as you're coming down? What I was swatting at a mosquito. Yeah, right, dude. God damn Grayson Allen. Well anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens with him. Uh I'm trying to be optimistic about him moving forward, but he's not giving us a lot of reason to be right now. Oh hi, didn't see you there. Welcome to Barry's Boston Market used car lot. Come on down, we'll fit you into a brand new used Celica, and for a limited time, we'll throw in a free styrofoam cooler full of your favorite seafood. Snapper, we got it. Crabs, you know we got it. Lobster, oh yeah we got it. And since I'm a good guy, we'll set you up with a subscription to my favorite podcast, Strictly Grizzness. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast providers. So what are them stats looking like for Summer League? Well, for some, good. For some, not so good. Yeah, you give and you take. But I'm going to say this. Are you ready for me to sell you a house on Brandon Clark Island? Those numbers translate to regular season, yes. Well, but I know these numbers don't mean shit. I'm going to throw this out there for all you uh, degenerate gamblers like myself. Brandon Clark, rookie of the year, 300 to 1. This is go, awesome. If you go put a solid hundred dollars on that, that's a thirty grand payout. If this it is happens to come. Austin's gambling corner segment. <laughs> we'll get to that. But I'm just throwing a flyer out there for everybody, just to let you know, hundred bucks on Brandon Clark for Rookie of the Year. If it somehow happens, you go buy yourself a boat and drive on over to the celebration party. Isn't, isn't that guy? Is that what you're gonna do? Isn't that guy Zion playing this year? I'm about a boat. <laughs> I already got a house. I'm ready. Rookie, I don't need a boat. Yeah, rookie so, of the year when right, you got someone like, oh yeah, what's it? Zion Williamson in the league is hold on. Uh, hold on. So uh, if you do win this this bet that you made, what are you gonna do with the money? If I win twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars on that bet, he made a bet last time. Yeah, he made a bet that the Grizzlies made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which we'll get to that because it looks way worse now. Bull, dude. <laughs> With all the movement and free agency, are you shitting me? Well, I still think we'll make it to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially with that loaded West. Yeah, you know you know what? We'll get there. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Brandon Clark is shooting 54%. That That's pretty damn good. Dunking on everybody. 7.4 rebounds per game. 1.5 assists per game, 0.3 steals per game, 1.8 blocks per game, averaging 12.5 points. Yeah, good. I hope the guy – out the he, gym. He, he fucking better be if he's a starter in the NBA playing summer league. But I don't think he's going to be starting this beginning of the, beginning of the year. But summer league I – I want to touch on another bright point in summer league. Yuta Watanabe. He's averaging 50%. He's five and a half rebounds per game, one and a half assists, 13 and a half points. He's doing pretty well. He's looking a lot better. Now, I understand it's summer league once again, but I, he's growing into more of a player than I thought he would be for the Grizzlies. He might really be a rotation player for the Grizzlies going forward. He could be. I'm not going to say he's going to be, but he could be, which is really cool for the Grizz, by the way, because he's had like 70 members of Japanese media following him in Vegas. I mean, just for the international attention, it's really cool for the Grizzlies, especially a very small market team. It's a very welcome attraction. Agreed. What Houston did with uh, Yao Ming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they really capitalize on that. Pete, yeah, I mean, if if Yuta can, like, come and, like, you know, if he could perform, I'll take it. 
What if we had, you know, uh, Houston has those Chinese jerseys? What if we had some Japanese Japanese Grizzlies ones? ones? Those would be be cool. Here's Yudo Watanabe Night at the Grand House. Yeah, Watanabe Night. That would be cool. It'd be like Japanese Appreciation Night. That's what they call, I think. You get a free California roll with every ticket purchased. (laughs) Love some sushi. Well, moving on, um, an underwhelming player is definitely Bruno Caboclo, who's somebody that I personally have championed, thinking he's been developing well, getting better. I, I know I know Mo has been the big Brazilian KD guy. And I shit on it a little bit to begin with, but he's shown growth. I'm a little more on board now, but he's let me down. 41% from the field, 7 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks, averaging 11 points. But here's the difference. Not his first year in summer league. Not close. He's had a lot of NBA experience. He started on the roster for a lot he, of games. He, he, he was a starter. Yeah. Not just in that yeah. summer league game, yeah. Dan Dockage. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Well, Point mean, being, this is not the production I would want to see from an NBA starter. Yeah. Now, granted, he ain't going to be a – he probably ain't going to be a starter. going to be year, starting. But the point is, is that it's not the production I want to see from him. Yeah. Oh. It's subpar at best. I'd like to see better, but again, summer league. Only time will tell. Yep. So Grayson Allen, uh, speaking about his four techs in five games. That's a technical foul. Two flagrant ones and an ejection. He's shooting thirty percent from the field, seventeen percent from three. Maybe there's a little more yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a little more behind his anger than just you know, a player or two. Maybe he's frustrated his own performance because the only good game he had was the first game against mm-hmm. Utah mm-hmm. in the summer league, and he had 17 points on 50% shooting. Other than that, he has been absolutely awful. He's been old Grayson Allen. What about but Dusty again. Hannes? How's Dusty Hannes doing? He'll be in the G League, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, he'll dude. be in the G League. <laughs> There's not a roster spot. Look, it's the same thing with Tyler Harvey. Tyler Harvey's yeah, he's been shooting Hanna's. the lights out, dude. Yeah, Tyler Harvey's he's been better than Dusty Hannah's. Been and Tyler Harvey, there's not a roster spot for him. Look, we're, we're he's gonna, shooting we're gonna, lights out. There's not like, well, I'll tell you this: Ivan Rab, who I've really wanted to be better, I thought he had more in him. He's been awful. Yeah. He's yeah. just been awful. I think we're gonna be pouring one he out. He shot twenty five percent from the field, eight point three rebounds, and that is as good as it gets. One point seven assists per game. Point three steals, one block, four point three points. How many minutes? Uh, I, I don't have that written down. To be honest, I not that many. Is it, he missed the last game because yeah. he was at a funeral? His his minutes have taken uh, a little bit of a dip. That um, might have something to do with it too. Well, it was the last game. He's still got four games prior to that, and he's just been god awful. He's been. I mean, he he. I'm not trying to degrade the guy. I like him as a person. But he has not performed. This is his third year in summer league. It's his third year. Yeah, you, if you're playing three years in summer league, that's bad. Yeah, that I mean, means you're not awful. good in the NBA. It's awful. <laughs> he looks like a lost puppy out there on the court. <laughs> and I hate to say it. I, I really wanted him to be a part of this team, but it, it's time to pour one out that's cool. for Ivan Rab because he, that $1.3 million is not going to be guaranteed by the Grizzlies. He's going to be gone. Yeah. Hey, you you want to – Little real, fun fact. Little fun fact break, real quick. Sure. 
Go for All it. All right. Summer so, League fun fact. Yeah, so it's, since we're talking about Summer League. <laughs> so the Grizzlies have three of the last six Summer League MVPs on their roster. That's Jonas Valanciunas in 2013, Kyle Anderson in 2015, Tyus Jones in 2016. And now we have a chance to make it Brandon Clark the number four <laughs> if we beat the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. 300 to 1, people. And that year. game is going on right now, is why I say that, because this show is coming out tomorrow, which would be Monday, right? So I say Correct. if we beat the Pelicans, because we're actually watching the game right now. So, But we'll see. That'll be pretty cool, though. That is a, that is a cool little fact. That's neat. That, that is a fun fact. Yeah. But what about this free agency? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, dude. This has got to be the craziest free agency. I mean... I'm I'm glad we've gotten to this point. I've been waiting to get here because it has been it's time. It, 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 it has just been blow your brains out. Never thought any of this would happen. I mean, there's been so many moves. Millions and millions of dollars spent. It, it, you oh need God. a whole another hour just to talk about just the well, moves. Where do we that start? Happened. I don't even know what I say we, we all knew it was coming. Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Yeah. 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 Everyone knew it. It just was a matter of time and it finally happened. Well, and, and I made that comment about him deferring. That four million dollar, dude. You were so stuck trade on that. Call. You were so proud that you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what he did. You know why? Because Space Jam's giving that money. Yeah. First off, secondly, LeBron gave him his number only to have Nike come in and say, "Well, we've got such a surplus of LeBron twenty three jerseys, we can't allow you to do that. You've got to delay it for a year." Yeah, so, so Anthony Davis is not going to be wearing number twenty three this year, but next year he will. He's he's wearing number three this year. He's probably going to keep number three because that's his. That was yeah, his first I bet, number. I bet they don't even yeah, end up I switching. Yeah, I mean now, yeah, I mean I agree. If you're going to do it for a whole year, I. And that was his his number that he, you know, there was like a picture of him in seventh grade and he wore the number three, so that's why he wants to wear that. It'll so. probably be fine, but at the end of the day, Phil Knight and Nike are the reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right, big moves though on this free agency. Kawhi that was one line. of them. Yeah, yeah. Ka- Kawhi watch. Yeah, the yeah. Kawhi in watch. the middle yeah. of the night, staying too. in the same city just through the other team. Really yeah, screwing news. over Not the Lakers that, too. But he goes and he goes. He he literally goes to the Clippers and said, "Well, I'm gonna come to you. However, I'm gonna wait till the last minute to do it so that it keeps L.A. the Lakers from signing anyone else big. Yeah, and losing their chance to get someone in the process. Exactly. It it held them to the very last second when everybody else was gone. Which I think I don't think it was deliberate for Kawhi Leonard. I think he kept it open as like a maybe ten percent chance I'm gonna go there if the Paul George deal falls through with the Clippers. Yeah. That's what it was. He was waiting for the Paul George deal to exactly. fall through and then he was Exactly. Gonna... And if it didn't work, okay, I'll go play with A D and LeBron. But it he, did. Supposedly he tried to get Durant to come with him first and KD was like, No, nah, I'm gonna go going, you know. In, yeah, KD went to the, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. He yeah, wanted to go yeah, to New York. Right? He wanted to go These to New Knicks York. Fans. Dude, yeah. Dude, Knicks, dude. <laughs> let's let, let's wait York. a minute. Let's wait a minute and finish talking about dude, Kawhi before we just roast the Knicks. Some, yeah, talk dude. about pour one out for the because homies. That's going to take a second dude, to talk the about Knicks the damn Knicks. have struck out completely. <laughs> I, like, I, I do <laughs> want to focus on real quick, though, that Kawhi Leonard, we talk about collusion between players in the NBA. Collusion. Kawhi Leonard, no one knew what he was doing. He goes and clearly – has been in talks with Paul George yeah. for for a hot minute because it just this just didn't happen overnight. No, you know he's on the know. phone with that guy, going, "Hey, you want to come play with me in LA? Yeah. Not the Lakers. <laughs> okay. You want to stir yeah, some shit yeah. up? Yeah. You you, you want to piss some people off? Go do hood rat things. Okay, with my let's do it. Yeah, exactly. So they make that trade. They give up what five first round picks. For Paul George, yeah, which, which, which granted, he, he was on that big deal. He's been there for a year. 
you know, it, it's fine. But do y'all, this is what I want to pose to y'all. Do you think this is good for the league? Not in the sense of player movement and redistrib- redistribution of talent, but in the sense of players getting together like this and coordinating moves before the franchises themselves reach out to try to orchestrate no. them. Yeah, I don't think it's good for the league at all because it, they already tried to go after Doc Rivers for uh, just saying in an interview that Kawhi was a good player and he'd love to coach him. Like, that's collusion. You can't talk to him like that. But these players are allowed to go behind everybody's back and be like, well, we're just friends about it. It's like, no, that's even worse. Well, Kawhi wasn't with the Clippers at the time. No. He's not a representative of the organization like Doc Rivers is. I know. But still, just just for admiring somebody (laughs) and saying they're a good player, like, come on. So coaches are not allowed to admire other players now. Is that what we're talking about? No, I, I think that's erroneous as well. I mean, I, I don't think there's any foundation to say that, that oh, okay, just because you know, a coach makes a comment means anything. Yeah, they I mean, find ultimately, him it's for up it. to the free agent. Yeah, they find him for it. And it's like, I, I wouldn't pay that just out of principle. You're going to pay it regardless. Yeah, but either way, it's just like, all right, guys, these are coaches. Like, they've devoted like their whole life, especially Doc Rivers, to this game. You can't tell me that they're not allowed to admire other players and express that admiration for another player and say that they would like to coach him. Like what coach wouldn't like to coach uh, Kawhi Leonard? Well, I don't think anyone, but all I'm saying is that the standard has been the same. He's not the first and he won't be the last to be fine for that. It's so stupid. It would be different if he was, you know, picked out of the crop and said, Hey, you know, this one guy out of all the other coaches has yeah. violated something and we're going to find it for, but he's not the first coach to be fined for well, that. Yeah, well, no, what I'm saying is that it's ridiculous they went so hard on him for that, but then all these players are just doing whatever they want, <clears throat> talking to whoever they want, making little deals behind There's no back. rules between the players exactly. talking to each other. Well, right, but what, what I didn't like was LeBron front talking people. to AD oh, yeah. when he was with the Lakers. Now, it's different when Kawhi was a free agent yeah. talking to Paul exactly. George with the Thunder. Yeah, that's totally different. To go somewhere else. That's all I'm saying is that I, I – if you're a representative of your brand, of your team, and you're reaching out to try to poach another player... That's tampering. Yes. Like, come on. And, and that's the difference, but he was not. He was a free agent at the time, yeah. and that's why I think it's distinguished a little differently. Now, either way, it's play, player. the rule does not yeah, include player players. collusion. No, I agree. It, it, it does it's not against the rules. It. And if, if they want to change that, then that's up to the you know. I say that needs to be changed. And the owners. July, the July sixth date too, with the players getting put on the teams after they're traded on draft night needs to change too, because that's bullshit. That Brandon Clark couldn't play in the, the fucking summer league games up until July sixth. Grayson Allen, even as though well. even though he was on our team, like yeah, it was him and Grayson Allen. Uh, we gotta keep going because if we if we stay on this topic, under the Brooklyn, forever. let's just go in order. We'll start with the Eastern uh, Conference, and we'll start with Atlanta. So Atlanta picked up Parsons. Don't have to talk about that because that's Parsons. Hell yeah! Yeah, so, no one cares about Atlanta. Yeah, so we'll go down to Boston. Boston picked up. Kimba Walker. Yeah, Kimba Kimba Walker Walker. from Charlotte, even though Kimba Walker said he was hoping to be a part of, you know, Charlotte's future and everything. But, you know, screw that. I'll go to Boston, which I don't blame him. I'd go play with Jason At this point, we've heard so many players say that. We heard Kyrie Irving say that with Boston last year. Kyrie Irving says that all the time. I mean, (laughs) that's not indicative of what he's going to do. But, uh, yeah, so Kyrie Irving and KD both signed with the Nets. They won a free agency. Um, and then you know, uh, Kyrie DeAndre and Jordan, Helm eventually, you know, the first yeah, year DeAndre, because KD's DeAndre. recovering from the Achilles. They got DeAndre Jordan too, so that's going to be a big three, not this coming up season, but next season. 
Yeah, we'll see if uh, every team in the East just fouls the shit out of DeAndre Jordan every game. Very foul. Make him miss his free <laughs> throws. Yeah, foul prone. What else were the big moves? Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Russell Jimmy Westbrook? Butler. Jimmy Butler left and went down to Miami. Oh yeah. yeah well, Jimmy Butler didn't have a choice. And then also <laughs> Jimmy uh, Butler. They didn't even offer him a three-year deal in Philly, dude. That that's which is interesting because. You, we all thought he was kind of minding his manners and, and being a good teammate there. It just wasn't really publicized. But then all of a sudden, the announcement comes that, oh, he's going to Miami. Clearly, something happened that we don't know about, it, it, at least from my opinion, because how are you going to take a guy like that that's that talented? But he's had this really interesting, messed-up past of kind of being a cancer in the locker room and being a selfish kind of guy. And then it's like, okay, we're not even going to offer him three years worth any money that he actually is worth. We're just going to send him to Miami. So, I don't know. I mean, hopefully he does well down there. Um, but it's a weird situation in my opinion. Yeah. D-Rose went to the Pistons. I'll say that. D-Rose went to the Pistons. That's pretty cool. Uh, actually, I don't know. He's from Chicago. So, Detroit and Chicago kind of have that feud. So, um, uh, Let's see. Whiteside went to the Blazers. That's crazy. Cause yeah, Miami's looking to get rid of that contract. Yeah. He opted in. Uh, That's crazy, though. I mean, he's like he's like the, one of the faces of Miami. I feel like. Yeah, Brooke Lopez resigned plans to resign with the Bucks, and then Robin goes to the Bucks as well. Yeah, Twin Towers in there. So they got little brother duo there. Uh, Julius Randle went to the Knicks. Oh yeah, here's the Knicks hot off season here. Instead of getting <laughs> KD and Kyrie, they get Julius Randle and fucking Taj Gibson, uh, Portis. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the Knicks got straight boned on this uh, free agency. Stephen A. Smith is on a ledge somewhere, punching air. <laughs> All right, then Vucevic resigned with Orlando. I know, coming. I know, everybody in Orlando likes Vucevic. It's, I mean, half of them can't say his name, so. The 76ers got, like, the freaking forest of tall guys now. Yeah. Al yeah. Horford and freaking, they already got Joel Embiid and uh, Harris, Tobias Harris. I mean, that's going to be a huge lineup. Like, huge. I don't know how they're going to. Ben, ben Simmons isn't small either, dude. Nah. He's big. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas went to the Washington. Um, well, speaking then, speaking of the Bucks, not to interrupt you, just because we were talking about it, but we didn't mention Chris Middleton. Uh, they they paid him a fortune to stay there. Oh, yeah, in a, in a lot of people's minds, they overpaid him significantly. I mean, they, well, they just Mike Conley him. I, I believe yeah. they paid him one hundred seventy eight million. Yeah, they maxed him out. Yeah, they uh, maxed him. He out. he is. But, I mean, they were scared. He, I mean, it's the Bucks. They're. I don't want to say they're no, small he, market. He's 27 but. years old, uh, about to be 28. He's in his prime. He had an incredible season for him. Uh, was great in the playoffs as well. I, I get that they were scared about him the, flying yeah. the coop and going the, somewhere else, but my goodness. They might have hinged their future. That. They might have hinged their future on, on him. Exactly. Bunch and of, and bunch I, I think they overpaid to keep him there. I really do. You wouldn't have many people disagree with you on that one. So we'll see what happens uh, with Milwaukee, but they've got a great setup to win now. Um, they are in a relatively competitive East, but think you know at least for them they don't have to go through the gauntlet of the West after all these roster moves. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I'll tell you one thing: Toronto sure as hell ain't going to be repeating. Yeah, no. All right, on over to the Western Conference. Porzingis resigns with the Mavericks. 
And everybody last year was like, Mavericks are making moves. No. Seth Curry is going back to the Mavericks. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Seth. Dude, I, he could never be talked about again, and it would be too soon. Warriors re-signed Thompson, which is I – mean, I didn't really see that coming. I didn't, I didn't see, they, they got Looney to return, that too. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was interesting. Well, they, they had to move some money around for that, but that was part of the Iguodala being gone. I mean, Rivers going back to the and, Rockets. Uh, they, uh, they cut who else? Um, they Golden cut somebody. State? Yeah. Mm, I don't know, but I know the Rockets traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trade heard around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling, um, I'll tell you right now, Russell Westbrook's going to end up in Miami. They're going to trade him now, too? Yeah, dude. He, dude, not Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Uh, like Chris Paul's not going to be in OKC. He's not yeah. going to be playing for OKC. That's yeah. the, that's the dumbest thing for his career at his age, his career right now. Why the, why would he oh, go it to OKC? Oh, makes no sense. Yeah, you know? they're definitely going to trade him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe if it's going to be Miami, he's just getting paid a shit ton of money. Like yeah. so, he'll end up going to Miami. Dude, calling it, telling you right now. Wide of the Clippers, as well as Paul George. Beverly resigns. Um, Pelicans, they got, you know, J.J. Reddick, which is a good move. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was a good signing for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rubio goes to the Suns. Fun of that. Ah, that's, just, uh, that's just where players go to die. Like, so, the last person to make it out of there, oh, all right, was Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Sean then, Livingston. That's who the Warriors cut as oh, well. Oh, yeah, they wow. cut his old room. Yeah. Wow. $7.7 million they, uh, they saved there. I'm excited to see where he goes. Yeah. Suns picked yeah. up Corver so from they, us. Uh, they they bring in um, Angela Russell in the Golden State. Obviously, we we touched on that a little bit earlier. We'll see how that works out. It's forgot about Boogie Tyler going to the Lakers. Fit. Yeah, Boogie, Boogie going to the Lakers. Lakers. Forgot about that one. Yeah, one year deal for Boogie. A ring chaser. <laughs> Dude, gotta get healthy. Tell me what. Tell yeah, me he's he isn't just hopping around one deal, one year deal at a time. Mm-hmm. that man? No, I said just tell me he isn't a ring chaser. Like how how is he not? Hundred percent of the shots you don't take. He just keeps joining these teams that are obviously going to be contenders. Remember last year he was like out like all year basically. Yeah, so he was, like a, he was a ring chaser in New Orleans. After, yeah. after that, <laughs> you get, you yeah, get he was a crybaby in New Orleans. Yeah. What else? Happened? There was another big uh, big trade I remember happening. Yeah, Mike Conley going to the Jazz. Oh, well, yeah, we already talked about the Jazz man. They had a good off season though. They got. Go Mike Conley, and you know what? He gets to be reunited with Jeff Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, I was, I was thinking myself. And Ed Davis, and I was like, you know what? I knew Utah would screw themselves. They got Ed I Davis knew they'd too. Break you, yeah. Um, Bogdanovich is a good one too. They're paying him a lot of money. Michael Green's uh, probably going to go to the finals if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can step it up in L.A. Kawhi that makes it, That makes two former Grizzlies going into the final. That's crazy. That that's like our curse. Second Gasol they leave, they go. played with Kawhi, and now Kawhi is playing with Jermichael Green, which is another Memphis Grizzly. Like, all over the place. Um, you know, just to touch on, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook going to Houston, which is it's a big deal because I mean a lot of people thought Houston's been in this mode of trying to win, trying to win, trying to win, and they had this albatross of a contract with Chris Paul. That he's still got three years left on. No one thought they could move it. Um, his relationship with James Harden clearly had soured towards the end of the season, and 
you know, there's probably reasons on both sides why that occurred. State we, Farm commercials. That's why. <laughs> yeah, somebody did write about that on the Ringer. Uh, talking about the State Farm commercials could be. Damn it, Oscar. Yeah, it wasn't Oscar's fault. Uh, but anyway, I, long story short, there was a lot of animosity included between the two of them in the locker room. Um, and so now we get this kind of retread scenario with, you know, Westbrook and James Harden. However, the dynamic is completely flipped because when Harden was with Oklahoma City, he was sixth man of the year. He was someone that was playing second fiddle, obviously, to, to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook mainly. And now you get Russell Westbrook coming in that's about to play second fiddle to James Harden. So it's going to be very interesting to see the dynamic there that develops and, and how this works. I will say, I mean, I think anything is an upgrade from the animosity between Harden and Chris Paul. And especially, you know, you still keep Clint Capella. I mean, you've, you've got the majority of the team intact. Fat Eric Gordon, still got him. Yeah, you've got the majority of the team intact. So they've got another shot now to still go for it after they've already sold their soul for the most part for this team. So I don't know. We're going to see. It's a little bit of new life for Houston, uh, but it's an interesting scenario. We'll see if, if, you know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden can get along and can make it work. Last time I checked, again, like D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, there's only one basketball on the court, right? I don't see I, – I, I see the same thing that happened this past year happening again. Everybody expects it and then just – bye. We'll see. It's going to be interesting nonetheless. It's going to be a fun season. It'll be a fun season for sure. Kind of unfair that uh, L.A. has like a better chance of taking the trophy this year. This the city of L.A., you know? They have two teams that are contenders this next season. Yeah, but it's like good versus evil out there. Yeah, LeBron became a villain real quick. Mm-hmm. Tampering with stuff, just changing basketball in general. A lot of people aren't fans of that. I will say, though, if you look at this Lakers team, they're not deep at all. No. I mean, they have no bench. I mean, think about it. We've they, seen this before. When, when their star players are on the court, they have got to win the game because they're going to yeah. have to have time to rest them. Because, I mean, I, I still truly believe that the regular season of the NBA, at least up until, like, you know, mid to late March, is going to be a dress rehearsal. Yeah. And that's where it's going to matter from then on. But they are going to have to rest the shit out of LeBron and Anthony Davis. LeBron's getting older. Anthony Davis has had major shoulder problems over the years. He's incredible when he's healthy and on the court. But, I mean, I don't remember the last time he played an entire season. Oh, it is now. Well, I'm mean, just saying. Well, I mean, if you're playing for a shitty team, you have no reason to play a full season anyway. No, no, I get it, but I'm talking about injury wise. I mean, the yeah, guy, I know, but I, like, he, I'm, I think he would have played. But it's not been like that. like Jaron Jackson like last year, like Jaron Jackson last it was year. Like that he was last on, year though, but it's not. They they went for it a couple of times. Like they went to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I'm just saying, like, like Jaron Jackson last year, if he if they if the Grizzlies were like into like a playoff run or something, he probably would have been playing at the end of the year. Sure, I, I, I agree. Which, but, so I don't know how much of. Anthony Davis missing time is him actually hurt or rest. You never know with the NBA. Like, I mean, he could – he sure, he could have injuries. I think issues. it's tough to compare a rookie with a season that's not going anywhere yeah. compared I, to Anthony Davis who's been in the league you can, for you can, years. You can compare it to, to the San Antonio Spurs. You can compare it to the Golden State Warriors. You can compare it to any other franchise. They're all rest players. They do, but that's yeah. not the point. You're, you're talking yeah, about a blown season. It is the point. You just listed three teams that have made the playoffs over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm saying teams no resting players in general. Yeah, and that's fine. I agree yeah. with you there. But I'm saying that your comparison on Jaron Jackson to Anthony Davis is not relative. We, now, last year it was. 
Because the Pelicans didn't have a shot. You, you can, yeah, sure. I'm just saying resting players in general, which brings you to another point what they're thinking about is limiting the season games-wise and maybe putting in the uh, the, the mid-season tournament. Have you all been hearing about that? Yeah. Could be, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really thinking about it. Oh, the NBA is also uh, – Start like doing a little challenge flag type deal, like the NBA or like the NFL has. You know, you, the coach can throw the flag for the challenge. The NBA can do that too, but um, they're not going to give them flags. So I guess that's pretty cool. You sling your clipboard across and hit a ref in the back of the head. <laughs> Bobby Knight, one of the chairs across the court. <laughs> yeah. choke, choke a oh player, Lord. choking a player. That's the international symbol for I want to re- review. <laughs> Whoever the player needs to choke, we need to review this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note. Yeah, I think that about covers free agency. But, I mean, wow, what a wild ride it was. I mean, we can go on and on and on. But, sure. as we said before, if we didn't cover it, just look it up. But, uh, yeah, also look us up on Twitter or Instagram. I think our Facebook is still kind of down right now. I don't think it, Yeah. I don't think there's anything going it's on with that Facebook. Facebook. So, um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, that's cool, too. I mean, that's your thing. But uh, I'm Mo, alongside the infamous Henry Malvizi, the not-famous Austin White, and the semi-famous Kyle Cohen. Oh, Austin raised his hand. No, you, you didn't say at Strictly Grizz for the Instagram or the Twitter. Oh, well, you just did. So There we go. <laughs> I think that's all we got. So. Off to save more kids from malaria. Also, we donated that hundo for St. Jude. Posted a link on uh, Twitter. You can find it on our Twitter page. Uh, but yeah, there's a little link on there. You can go on there and donate yourself, help fight the cause, join us. But yeah, we out. We out. Peace. <laughs>